podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Baird Inn, part of the Tinto Podcast Network, partner with Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Matt Workman. And as always, I'm joined by my friend, Joe Goodman. Joe, how are you doing this fine evening? Man, I'm I'm hanging in there. It's like, uh, it's that point of the year where it's not quite the holidays. So like, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready, Matt, for some extended periods of leave. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you're right. You're getting to that point of the year where it's like, it's time for a break. Yeah, it's like I'm tired. Like if I'm being honest, that's you want to know how I feel, Matt. I'm tired. I have I have done a lot since like July. You yeah. and I both, I feel like have uh, feel like we've been going since July, just like one thing to the next. Yeah, like it's it was like July July third. I flew to Atlanta to go to a concert and spend the weekend with my friends, and then like. A week later, you and I were in Dallas. Yeah. And then I had some like family travel stuff. And then I had a bunch of work, like crazy work craziness go down. And then you and I have been in Waco. You live there, but but... we've been, I've been traveling to Waco like as much as I possibly can for, for games. And then like I just went to Austin for the weekend to go to the US Grand Prix. It's like it, it really has been just. Absolutely nonstop. I think since the first weekend of July, I've had two weekends where I did not have like set in stone plans that I have. Like I have stuff I have to go do. See, that's and the so beauty. I am. I'm very ready for the holiday season. Yeah, and that'll also be the beauty of like basketball season because you can't get away to weekday games, and so you can like. Every once in a while, you can you can make a trip for like a Saturday game, but it's not like football where you have a, like such a small number of opportunities that you want to take advantage of them. Yeah, I don't know what it is about basketball. I love Baylor basketball. I do. And I, do I give plenty of my attention to it. But I and I'm not alone in this, as we've seen with the attendance at a lot of our games. Yeah, I don't I don't go out of my way to to show up like it's I think I think part of it, Matt, is the college football experience and the college basketball experience are two yeah. completely different things. Like when I, yeah. if I'm going to drive six hours round trip. Yeah. Like Waco, when I, when I come up there for football, I've got tailgating for a couple of hours. The game lasts for three to four, not really four, but generally three to three and a half hours. And, you know, so like you get like, five six hours i get at least like the amount of time that i put in driving i get out of the event itself whereas like basketball you drive three hours you go it's over in 90 minutes and then you drive home like maybe you go out to yeah. dinner or something afterwards but it's it's not the same it's not the same thing yeah, you know you what have I mean? the pomp and circumstance around college basketball in right. most cases. And there's so many games. I mean, so many more. If I lived, if I lived, say, in the DFW area, oh, God. Um, but or let's you, say you, you know, have Waco a better was... quality of life. Is that what you're going to say? Absolutely not. <laughs> God, I, I, you've seen how fat I am, right? Like, do you think I would I would die having to eat Dallas food? Um, God, Houston is so much better. Anyway. If 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 Houston was an hour and a half away from Waco, I think I'd go to a lot more. It's just it's a commitment to drive from Houston to Waco. Yo, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but like the Austin and DFW fan base of Baylor, go to more games. Go to more games. Yeah, the Waco. I I am going. Speaking of basketball games that we're going to, I already do have plans to go to one on January second. The the very first game at the Foster Pavilion. The opener, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to – so, like, last year I went to, I think, maybe six Baylor home games, basketball. I went to one. It was the one I went to with you. Yeah. But that was uh, Oklahoma State. But I will say this. Uh, half of the games I went to, uh, I got a media credential for, so I didn't, like – I was sitting with, yeah. like, media. So it's a different – And, again, you lived in Waco. And I live in Waco. But only – and I only went to six. I, c- I could have gone to every – 
but yeah. my schedule permitting, you know, because like you, I said, you live five minutes from there. So, yeah. So it's I really don't have an excuse. You, yeah, I mean, you have no excuse. You should be going to the weeknight games. I went to a couple of weeknight games. You I went, went to the, the, the kids game, right? Uh, boy, like did the I. elementary game. They should do that every game. That place will be like loud and just they I think they have two of them this year, if I remember right. That they're well, planning on doing those kids were about it and they screamed. Are the you whole time. do you have do you have plans for game one in the new arena? No. I haven't I honestly haven't even thought about it. You need to get that figured out. I got it figured I out. I need to get it figured out too. I need to go. Because like don't get credentialed for that game. You gotta go as a fan. Yeah, I gotta figure that out because I know it's gonna be probably packed. Sold oh, for out. sure, sold it's gonna out. be as sold out as sold out can be. Um, yeah. So, I know I gotta figure it out. I know they're going through the season ticket selection process right now. Um, so there's there's bound to be some some single game tickets available. So you'll just have to watch out for that. Yeah. Anyway, speaking. Of games, Matt. Yes. Let's go. Let's look at last week real quick, just overall, because I I have to give you some kudos, my friend. You beat me, and you you beat me solidly last week. Um, there were six games. You went five and one. The only game that you got wrong was you picked West Virginia uh, to beat Oklahoma State, which did not happen. Yeah, did not I, happen. I also picked West Virginia, so we both lost that one. Um, you beat me. And I'll just go through. We got we both got Oklahoma beating UCF. Correct. That game ended up being way closer than I expected. Um, We both got West Virginia, Oklahoma State wrong. We both got University of Texas and University of Houston. Correct. We both picked UT again, a game that I mean, questionable call there at the end. Um, Houston was right in it closer than anybody would have expected. We barely Um, got that one. And then here's where things get crazy. It's in the last three. I went. You went three and oh, I went one and two. Uh, you took BYU to beat tech, which did happen. I took tech to win that game. Um, we both got TCU at Kansas State correct, uh, picking Kansas State to win that game. And then I picked Cincinnati to beat Baylor. You picked Baylor to beat Cincinnati, and uh, you were correct. Baylor did win that game, so that puts you at five and one last week. I only went three and three, which brings our overall record on the season now, Matthew. You are 44 and 29. I am 49 and 24. So you're only five games back. You caught up two, which is pretty solid for you. Yeah. Um, but the core thing there was you you correctly picked a Baylor victory on the road. Yeah. You know, you have to. Well, I mean, I'll probably say this for most of the remaining games, but if Baylor wanted to turn their season around, they absolutely had to have that game. Yeah. We talked about that last week yeah. where. If and you lose, whoever yeah. lost this game, you were going to be two and five and two and at two and five, you're done. It's over. You're not going to go, you know, you're not going to go four and yeah. one on the rest of the year. No. So Cincinnati, your season is officially over. And so you, I know you didn't, you were in Austin, so you probably didn't get to watch any of this game or not much of it at all. Um, I'll so, watch- yeah, there was very poor cell service while I was at yeah. Circuit of the Americas. I was able to watch intermittently, maybe a total of five real time minutes of the game. The, you're sitting there with 100,000 to 150,000 people around you. 440,000 people went to that event over the over Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So not the greatest cell service. And then I will also mention that ESPN, for whatever reason, decided to stop working on Saturday and I, you couldn't follow the game cast. It just would not give you any information at all. It just, yeah, my, yeah. I, I don't know what was going on with the game cast. That, in was, that, game. that was a whole day because I was trying to follow like the LSU game later. It was doing the same thing. You go to game cast and there's no information. I ended up just going to Google and like the, you know, like the live stat updates. Well, just like if you Google the game, um, I was able to follow a little bit of it there. Um, just to kind of see like what was happening yeah. score wise. I fully expected that we were going to lose when um, I saw kind of the way the ending was going. I was sitting there. I was like, okay, yeah, here it comes. They're going to, or or at least them to have tied it at the end. Cause they got within three. 
Uh, but Baylor held on, man. Um, they did what yeah. they needed to do. Uh, I think we had a special teams turnover score. Um, yeah, there you go. That's the difference in the game. You win. You win by three points, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Um, I honestly didn't expect Baylor to put thirty-two up. Now noted, we'll take seven away because it was a special teams turnover. Um, so the offense went out there and scored twenty-five points. But hey, Blake Shapin, man, three hundred sixteen yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Keytron Jackson, one hundred thirty yards receiving. The running game still does not exist, but you kind of expected that against the defensive front that Cincinnati has. We talked yeah. about that last week about that's the core strength as they stop the run. Um, yeah. But was, I'm impressed with the offense a little bit. It was well. I will say this: it's like I'll, I'll I'm going to preface what I'm saying by like I'll quote Joe Burrow and say like I'm never going to apologize for a win. So a right. win's a win. However, it it wasn't. It was kind of exactly what we said. We're like it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a pretty game to watch, and it wasn't. I mean, Baylor had to rely on four field goals from Isaiah Hankins. Shout out was Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week, Lou Grosa, I think, Player of the Week, National Player, National Special Teams Player of the Week. Um, so, but in the end of the day, like, you want to get the ball in the end zone, and it kind of doesn't feel great to have to have that many field goals for, to get a win. I would love to have those touchdowns. Because if you talk about those four drives, if you get the ball in the end zone, you overwhelmingly, like, beat this team. It's not close. Yeah. But... It is what it is, and like I said, you know, well, I'm not, and, more and, and really think about it. This is this defense is designed to not give up those points because yeah. their secondary is probably their weakness. And when you shrink the field, there is less area yeah. on the field for the secondary to make a mistake. So, um, it's the it's the classic bend don't break. And yeah. you're right; it's not like uh, let's not act like this is you know the Kansas City Chief prime offense that we're dealing with here um so it was a mix of good defense also bad offense um you're right play calling that's not necessarily designed to not be able to run the ball in the red zone overall Blake Chapin played very well there's a couple balls he did you know throw behind people but for the most part he he played you know to what we expect him to play like yeah, um, I will say this. I you got like Isaiah Hankins. We really do have to give him a, as as big of a shout out as you possibly can. Yeah, because it's not like he was going up there kicking 20, 30 yards. No, I mean, he's in like 50 he yards. Were, yeah, 54, 43, 46, 43. So yeah. the dude, the, the dude's, offense wasn't getting to like the 10 yard line, five yard line, and they were settling for a field goal. Right. These are like long field goals. And this was a this was an evenly matched game statistically. Both teams, I mean, Cincinnati actually outgained Baylor. They had 450 yards of total offense. Baylor had 396. And but you know, you look at other key stats that you kind of look at and can be like, wow, this tells you something about the game. First downs, Cincinnati had 21, Baylor had 22. Time of possession, a a, a thing that both teams really want to hold on to, right? It's a core part of what both offenses do. Baylor actually won time of possession, but it was by barely any. Baylor had 31 minutes and Cincinnati had 29 minutes. So basically, I mean, this was as evenly matched of a game as you can get. You kind of expect a game like that to be won by the home team. But when you have a fluke, let's be honest, you know, a crazy um, kickoff fumble that the kicking team recovers and runs back for a touchdown. That's the difference in this game between two evenly matched teams. It's just Baylor didn't turn the ball over. Cincinnati turned it over one time and it resulted in points. Yep. That's why we stress turnovers in practice or pretty much every team does, but that's why they're so important because they completely change outcome of games. Yeah. As, and that, this, I'll take one turnover in this game to change the, comp- yeah. the, the, the entire complexion of the way it worked. Yeah. So yeah. How, how'd the rest of the big 12 go? So I know we kind of went through it already. Um, anything step out to you? Or stand out to you that um on that week for the rest of the Big Twelve. Well, uh, Quinn Ewers is hurt. Yeah, so that's some big news. Um, and there's going to be may, I, I I wonder that, what kind of leash Murphy has their their backup quarterback who is a guy that I mean the dude looks like a monster. Oh. <laughs> like he is he is he is like, an athlete and he can like I think I'm pretty sure like. He has a live arm too. 
Oh yeah, dude. He has a cannon. Uh, I had, uh, I have, I have a couple of friends that are you know diehard Longhorn fans, and pretty my closest work buddy is a Longhorn, and he's a great Longhorn. Love him to death. He listens to this show. Hey Pat, um, but he, he he very early on was telling me about you know hey this Murphy yeah. might be the out of the three that are here he might be the act he might be the dude. I like to call him a uh, future Alabama quarterback Malik Murphy. <laughs> well, he might change that narrative. You know, he gets a few games to play, depending on how long Ewers is going to be out with his injury. Um, so that was, I think that's probably the biggest news when it comes to just the Big 12 as a whole. Um, Oklahoma laying a dud at home against UCF. I, I, yeah. I didn't see that being a two-point game no. whatsoever. As much as I didn't see, like... I. It's more believable to me that Texas only beat Houston by seven because that's on the road. And it's like Houston, like Dana Holgerson even talked about how he was getting messages from fans. Like if you, if you only win one game, make it be this one. So like there, that that was the, that was the Texas had a target on its back game kind of thing. So I, it's like, you know what? I believe that they went on the road. They still won the game, but it was close. I, I kind of, I'm not surprised by that. Oklahoma at home to UCF. I mean, they they have Dylan Gabriel there, so I mean, I guess there is some like a little bit of thing, but I just don't understand. Like, I don't feel like UCF would have gotten up for that game more than anything else. So that one was that one was a bit surprising. Oh yeah, uh, it was a uh, Jeff Levy special. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then there was like two others that I, I get honestly like most of the Big Twelve was surprising to me. Like we've we now have a five and two and three and one Oklahoma State team making us both look stupid. Um, but I still don't think they're good, which is like, yeah, I don't are. get it. <laughs> I There's don't know. No way. There's I'm no the way. moron, is what we're X learning. Tech here. scored what 21 on West Virginia, and Oklahoma State scores 41 or whatever. Yeah, but Texas Tech just scored 14 on BYU, Matt. Listen, like, that's, don't, don't talk about the line here. Don't talk about BYU. my figures like that. BYU now becomes what the are they the first or no, Houston. Who did Houston beat? Um, West Virginia. No, Houston beat Tech. Oh, yeah. West, yeah, yeah. West Virginia. West Virginia. So, you know, BYU becomes the the first two-win newbie hey. in the Big 12. Because hey. they've got a Cincinnati win, and now they've beaten Tech at home. Um, so, uh, but we Baylor. would be remiss, Matt, if we did not bring up the Big 12 championship rematch. Yeah. <laughs> I think one team is oh, not my. like they were last year, very much so. Listen, I think TCU is like low key a bad football team. Yeah, for sure. They are they are a legitimately bad football team. Like that I mean that Colorado loss looks worse and worse for Colorado. Or I mean Well yeah, because Colorado again that the Colorado State game was an epic football game yeah. a couple of weeks ago. That was that was a hands down, no doubt, great football game. And everybody, it made everybody even more hyped about Colorado. Except I was sitting there like, do you guys not remember that Colorado State's not good? Yeah, <laughs> and that's my thing. Is like, maybe TCU just isn't good. Well, they are now. Cool. Let's see. Either, so. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. TCU is now tenth in the conference. What's Baylor? Ninth. There we go. There are there are both Texas Tech and TCU are uh, are tied for tenth place in the conference right now because they're both two and three. Baylor's two and two. One can only hope that. And there is a one, two, three, four-way tie for second place between Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Kansas State. I want to point out, I had Iowa State as my dark horse this year. And before all the gambling stuff came out, I'll admit, I got really low on them after the gambling stuff came out. But when I when I sit my ballot in, I I, can't, I think I had Iowa State at like fifth. I had them at fifth or sixth, something like that. Yeah. And I, all my Iowa State friends were like, oh, you got him way too high. You need to knock him down. And, and I knocked him down to like seventh. But, man, it was uh, – I'm feeling a bit vindicated that maybe Iowa State is is a little bit of a dark horse this year. Didn't see Oklahoma State coming out anywhere. Um, 
do you know who the highest scoring team in conference play is, by the way? Highest scoring team in, in just in conference play? Just in conference play. Is it UCF? It is not by a lot. <laughs> UCF has scored 117 so sc- points in conference play. I know, they, but they scored a lot of, that's why I was saying they scored a lot of points against Baylor. They scored a lot of points last week. So I'll give you, uh, so UCF and West Virginia both have the same amount of conference points. Um, they only have, so UCF only has six more points in conference play than Iowa State. Iowa State's at 111, UCF's at 117. Hmm. The number one offense in Big 12 play. And they've only played four games. So there are there are two teams that have played five. All right. And that's Texas Tech and TCU. So the number one scoring offense is Kansas State with 144 points. Makes sense. And in conference play, Matt, they have the second best defense. Points wise, oh, they've only given up 84 and they're only six behind Texas. Texas is number one defensively in conference play with only 70, 78 points given up. Texas has played Baylor and has Kansas State has not. So <laughs> there is there is a little bit of that. Um, that's boosting Texas's ability is getting to play our offense. Baylor, if you want to get a little insight, is the second worst now that, in conference play. That that tracks for sure. Um they are one of only two teams that has not scored a hundred points in Big oh. Twelve play this year. What's the other one? Uh, Cincinnati is the worst. Cincinnati has oh. scored seventy-two points this year in conference play. Baylor has scored eighty-eight. So I don't even know what to say to that. That's just yeah. so Eight. disheartening. Twenty-two points a game average. How much? What about defensively? How are we? What? How are we at that? I know we gave up a lot to Texas. So and we've given up yeah. 141 um, defensively. We are better than um, Houston. We are better than UCF. And that's it. Okay. Third worst defensively when it comes to points allowed. So we are playing Iowa State, which is at the top defensively in the in the conference. No, no, they're they're pretty middle of the road actually when it comes to points. They're okay. 101. Okay. And they don't so like score... Oklahoma is better. So they're Texas middle of the road. Better. Kansas State is better. But they don't score a lot either. Right? 111. I mean, they're 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 better than us. They're better than yeah. BYU, better than U of H, better than Cincinnati. But yeah, they're 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 in the bottom rung of scoring, but they are and they're in kind of the middle rung of defense when it comes to points. We are at the very bottom, as almost as far down as you can get offensively, and pretty close to the bottom. I, I absolutely hate that stat. I just think it's useless. The points for point score. I, I think it's game. interesting to look at. It's not yeah. indicative because you have blowouts, so, right? And it's also like you could say that about any team, like like you said, like Texas has, but who have they played? And they haven't played the best teams in conference except for Oklahoma. I think now that we're getting to the point where everybody's got four and five games, you're halfway through your conference slate. It's fair to say that, you know. Yeah, but half the conference is awful. I would say more than half the conference. More, yeah. I was about to say like probably 75% of it. This is a terrible awful. Big 12. <laughs> this, this is a terrible conference this year, if we're being honest. So like, yeah, but anyway. It's it, anyway. it is it is interesting to look at, <laughs> but yeah. So that's a that's that's kind of just like an overall view of the Big Twelve after last week. Just some just some interesting stuff. So, um, but you you mentioned we do play Iowa State this week, Matt. Yes. We have something special going on around that. Oh uh, yeah, boy, do we? We have a this week with partnered with the Ten Twelve Network and our friends over at Charlie Hustle. We're having a t-shirt giveaway. So this is for Baylor. Free t-shirt. Free t-shirt. The best best sentence in sports. Now this is for Baylor or Iowa State fans. I think we at least have a few Iowa State listeners. Um, You just have a couple of things you need to do. We have a tweet out there from the Bearden Twitter account. 
you need to share that, retweet it, whatever you want to do, or whatever, whatever repost it, I guess, is what the nomenclature is now. Um, but also you need to follow the Baird Inn and follow Charlie Hustle, their uh, Twitter account, and you're entered in to win. You, you have until, to follow. Did you say yeah? They yeah. follow the Bear Den too, correct? Yes, follow the Bear Den, follow Charlie Hustle, and then you have until kickoff to enter to f- do all that, and you enter to win a free T-shirt, Iowa State or Baylor, depending on your preference. But uh, yeah, we got a free T-shirts. Who doesn't like we a free will T-shirt? Select a winner, and uh, you get a free T-shirt, man. Yeah, who who says no to free T-shirt? Especially, dude, it's Char- it's it's a Charlie Hustle shirt, dude. It's not, this is not this is not a T-shirt cannon. Yes, yes, right. you know, it cost a dollar fifty, and they screen printed it. Like it's it's this is this this is a high quality piece of clothing that that you're gonna pay real normally would pay real money for. So. Yes, we are fans of Charlie Hustle. They are kind enough to sponsor this podcast. And outside of the the giveaway, I think you should just go to Charlie Hustle and look at what they got. They're vintage-inspired clothing based out of Kansas City. They specialize in collegiate and hometown apparel. They have everything you want to be the best-dressed fan this season. So just go check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long at charliehustle.com. And Joe, I noticed that they had a. I was looking at some of the homecoming gear they have for on the Baylor website, and they have some uh, Charlie Hustle uh, bomber jacket. Yeah, they yeah, on the they, website. And Charlie Hustle is now the official partner is officially partnered with the Big Twelve. Yeah, so check out their website. Yeah, there's they a there's a, a stamp sweet sweet jacket, like a an elite jacket on the on the homecoming gear. Go check it out for sure. And even if you're a fan of a different school. They have over 30 schools to choose from. They can get you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Just go to charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage, made fresh. And when you do, make sure you use promo code 101215. It's good for 15% off all non-sell items. That's T-E-N-1215 to get that extra 15% off. All right, Matt. Let's uh, let's make some picks. Let's do some picks. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. So you're you're five games back now. You yeah. Caught, you caught two up. You're you're feeling good about yourself. So let's let's write it out. I'll kick us off. We got it's an it's an early day in the Big Twelve. It's a it's an early early day. There are what six games again. We got another six game slate. One two three four five six. Um. And half of them are, are at 11 a.m. But I'm also excited to report that all three that are at 11 a.m., they're on like real TV. No, they're, none of the 11 a.m. games are ESPN+. Plus. There is only one ESPN Plus get this game this week, and we're all going to be disappointed at which one that is. But yeah. at any rate, I'll kick us off. We've got a classic Big 8 matchup, Matt. Um, that will not happen after this year, probably ever again. The University of Oklahoma sitting at first place in the Big 12, 7-0 overall, 4-0 in conference play. They head over to face off against the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, 5-2, 2-2 in the Big 12. Um, this is uh, this is big noon, right? It's the 11 a.m. game on Fox. Yeah, big boy Fox. So this yeah. is big noon. Um, big noon Kansas kickoff. is a 10-point underdog. Oklahoma favored by 10 points in this game right now. Matt, how do you see this thing going? So, after watching last week's game, I'm I'm inclined to take Kansas now, but I'm not sure about their quarterback situation. Who's if um, Jalen Daniels is going to get back to playing, or if it's going to be being back there again? So, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I think um, Oklahoma wins this game fair enough i'm going to agree with you i think uh i think last week was one of those just like you lay an egg kind of games for oklahoma i i think they're the best team in this conference at this point 
Um, well, well, well he, the guy thinks the undefeated team is the best. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're going to have two major slip ups two weeks in a row. Doesn't mean I think Oklahoma's going to run the table. I just don't think this will be where they drop one. So I'm going to agree with you and say Oklahoma wins this game as well. All it's right. going to be cold, though. 38 degrees forecasted. Let's go. All right, next. 11 a.m. ESPN 2. University of Houston Cougars travel to Manhattan to take on the Kansas State Wildcats. It's an all-cat game. Um, Kansas is a 17.5-point favorite. Um, and, Joe, what do you got? It, 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 I'll bring up the weather in this one too. This is these are Houston boys like me. Uh, it's 37 degrees up there for this game. This is gonna be cold. Um, Kansas State is going to rip them to shreds. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm taking Kansas State to win this one. Uh, yeah, I agree. No disagreement from me. Kansas State all the way. All right, man. In line, great minds think alike. All right, next up, the last 11 a.m. game on Saturday. Of the 11 a.m. triumvirate. Uh, West Virginia, again, a surprise team for everybody in the Big 12, sitting at 2-2. Two and two. They're coming off of a loss, though, but I don't think many people thought they'd be sitting here with a winning record and kind of middle of the road in the conference at this point. Um, they head to Orlando to face off against UCF, who is 3-4 overall, 0-4 in Big 12 play. What UCF looking for that just like, please, God, give me our first Big 12 win. We talked so much crap about how we were ready for the Power Five, and we've come in and we pooped the bed. UCF, a seven-point favorite, Matt. Mm -hmm. It's going to be perfect. It's 77 degrees, a little warm. Mm -hmm. Um, But seven-point favorite, 0-4 in conference play. Now, they played Oklahoma close. Um and by all rights, should have blown, excuse me, should have blown Baylor out. Did for three um, three quarters. Yeah. So, you know, maybe a little bit better than the record, but yeah. the record is what you are. And they're a seven-point favorite at home against a two-and-two, four-and-three Big, uh, Big 12 team in West Virginia. Matt, what do you think? Does West Virginia have what it takes as the dogs in this game, or does UCF finally get their first win? Man, I think... UCF, I think they're due for their first Big 12 win. Like he's talked about, ball rights, they should have beat Baylor. Um, and I think the Baylor loss contributed to the Kansas loss. Um, and they were right there, you know, probably should have won that game last week. So, and you saw what West Virginia what happened last week to West Virginia. So I just think, I think offensively, UCF will be able to outscore West Virginia. So, at home, I got the Knights getting the win. At this point, UCF and Cincinnati not winning Big 12 games is just going to be a meme for me. So, and and I'm going to give you the opportunity to catch up. I'm going to take West Virginia to win. All right. There we go. Go Mountaineers. All right. This game I'm actually excited about. My BYU Cougars. Travel to Austin, Texas, take on the Longhorns. Uh, the Longhorns are a 17.5-point favorite. BYU is 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two on the season in the conference. Uh, Texas is 6-1, and 3-1 and one in conference. This game is at 2.30 p.m. on Big Boy ABC. Um, with nice 68 degrees uh, at kickoff. So, Joe... Where are you going with this one? So Texas is favored by 17 and a half. They're yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, again, no you no yours. Uh I by all accounts, Malik Murphy is supposed to be a really, really great quarterback. Mm-hmm. For sure. BYU's played some really good defense, and they are I think out of all new joiners, they are the team that has come in and said, We are not scared. You know what? It, like we don't care. We're Absolutely. just going to hear, we're going to come out and play hard, which is a very, it's, it's like BYU vibes, right? It's just, it feels like BYU. BYU's got some good wins. They've got a win over Arkansas. I mean, they're. Yeah, they, they're they a tough football team. Yeah, they're, at, they're, they're legitimately, they are which, a good football team. Which we all knew they would be. 
Yeah, they, yeah that's I, didn't, I didn't expect them to do poorly this year. You can't go back and listen to podcasts where I picked them to do way worse than this. That doesn't exist. Even though um, we said they're tough, we still said they're going to play tough football. And they're gonna we did say, but we just thought they were going to lose a lot of close games. That's fair. Yeah. Um, this is one of those. I, Texas is favored by uh, two touchdowns and a field goal. More than that. Um, I think Texas wins. BYU keeps it closer than 17 and a half, but I'm still taking Texas to win the football game. Yeah, that's where my head's at. Like BYU is going to be respectable. It'll be like yeah. it'll be like Houston last week, where it's like, okay, okay. So that's where my head's you at. You didn't look like you didn't belong here. But in the in the spirit of our competition, I'm going to go with BYU. Oh, you're going for the upset. I think maybe you did the say Q they were your BYU Cougars. Yes, uh, and I picked them last. They've been they did me good last week against Texas Tech. I'm going to roll with them. Uh, I think maybe the cure is I agree with about Malik Murphy. I think he's going to, you know, plant his flag on college football stage, especially in front of, you know, a national audience. However, I just think, I think the loss of years will affect them in some aspect. So I'm going to go with BYU. Okay. All right. Before we get to the game of the week, we have one night game in the Big 12. This one on ESPN 2, 7 p.m. in Stillwater at Boone Pickens Stadium. A balmy 52 is the Ooh. expected temperature to kick off. Oklahoma State welcomes in the Cincinnati Bearcats. Much like UCF, Cincinnati in a really bad spot. They are the overall last place team in the Big 12 because uh, they are 0-4 and they have the worst overall record at 2-5. and Um they lost that game to Miami of Ohio and the wheels fell off after they, they beat, I think Northern Kentucky and then they beat Pitt. And yeah. after they beat Pitt, it was kind of like, woo. Oh yeah. We beat another power five school. We're ready to go. And then you lose to Miami of Ohio and everything has just fallen apart since then. Um, Oklahoma state writing higher than I think anybody kind of could have expected them to coming off of a big win against West Virginia. Um, they're five and two tied for second place in the conference. But Matt, all of that considered, they're only a seven and a half point favorite at home. So they're they're only favored by a half a point more than UCF at 0-4 in the conference is over West Virginia. Um this it's fun with favoritism here. So Matt, a seven and a half point favorite at home, second place in the conference, facing off against last place. Um, does Cincinnati have a shot at winning this road game? I, I mean, my gut says no. You know, after watching what I did watch, you know, they're they're a flawed and football team, and they have issues with I think depth. We've talked about like their their defensive front is very good, but yeah, they don't have a they, yeah. There's not a second yeah second line that can come in, and then offensively they're they're very limited. They. They ran the ball really well. They're not very good. Who doesn't passing. run the ball well against Baylor? True. Uh, they, but they didn't. And maybe that's maybe that's something to say. Like we've talked about how Baylor's strength has been their outside defensive backs, their cornerbacks. Uh, for the defense have been like the strongest part of that defense, but Cincinnati all year they haven't done well on the outside. So, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Oklahoma State. In this one, I am going to wholeheartedly agree with you on this one. Oklahoma State's gonna be bowl eligible, <laughs> you know, and sitting there at four and one in conference play after this. You game. know what? I said it all off season. Oklahoma State's gonna be good, so <laughs> don't don't anyone fact check me and go back and listen to old podcasts about <laughs> that though. Take my word for it. All right, Matt, take us into the game of the week. All right. Your Baylor Bears, welcome in. Your Iowa State Cyclones, it's amazing, Joe. <laughs> uh, to Waco, it is uh, 2.30 p.m. on, surprise, surprise, ESPN Plus. The one yeah, the ESPN one game Plus this week. Is Baylor and Iowa State. It's Baylor's homecoming. It's going to be 62 degrees at 2.30 p.m. Yeah, you shouldn't PM. need tents in this game. And it's a... Uh, 
Iowa State is a two and a half point favorite. I think the line started about Baylor minus three and then shifted the other. I think direction. yeah, I think I saw it at like Baylor minus one when it first okay. opened and it shifted to 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 two and a half. Two and a half Iowa State. Um this, I mean, I'll, this to me is probably going to be a lot like the Cincinnati game. Like, I just don't think it, it's not going to be like a pretty game offensively on either side of the ball. Um, I think Iowa State has a better defense. Than, yeah, I don't think that. I know that. Well, yeah. No, they do have better defense. They have better defense than Cincinnati. They have better defense than – definitely better defense than Baylor. And probably the best defense maybe save Texas that Baylor's played all year, maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I think you're right. I, 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 uh, I, can, I, I can jive with that. So, Joe, where, well, where maybe you, Utah. Where, yeah, Utah. Yeah, for sure. Um, where are you at right now in this game? <sighs> I don't know, man. I know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what the universe wants me to do here. Um. Because I don't trust Baylor whatsoever, but I want to pick them to win and have them win. That's fun and cool. Uh, Keytron Jackson looks like he's figuring it out. Shapin looks like he maybe he's getting his feet under him a little bit. I don't know if I trust the play calling, though. Monterey Baldwin looks good, you know, but we have no run game whatsoever. Well, last week we didn't run. I mean, I watched the first half. It wasn't like we weren't able to run the game. We're in the ball. We just didn't. Baylor didn't didn't have a run played to a you running what? back. You know what, Matt? I'm not going to overthink this. I'm just not going to overthink it. Baylor is not good good at football. We are not a good football team. And it's just time to admit that, that we're just not. And that's okay. We're just not good right now. And there's going to be weeks here and there where we play teams that are close to our level or maybe only slightly above that we – we play above what our you know normal expected level of play should be, and we win those games. That's the UCFs and Cincinnati's of the world. You can't expect that to happen week in and week out. I think, as we've seen, Iowa State, again, it, you talk about this all the time. It's a team that gets better as the season goes. Yep. That's Matt Campbell's thing. There's a reason Brocktober existed when Brock Purdy was there. Um we're in we're in the heart of October or at the end of October. This is kind of the time when Iowa State wins some games. I'm not going to overthink this thing, Matt. They're favored for a reason. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be close. Um, but I think at the end of the day, Iowa State wins this game. Okay, so here's where I'm looking at it. I said going into, I think maybe it was Texas Tech. I was like, you got to win Texas Tech, Cincinnati, Iowa State, Houston, West Virginia. Like, you got to salvage the the season. You have to have those games. So, looking ahead, so we have Iowa State this week, then Houston next week, followed by TCU, Kansas State, West Virginia. TCU looks like it's probably not the game uh, that we thought it was on paper going into the season as far as like strength wise. Uh, Kansas state looks every bit, the team we thought they were going to be. Um, But I still say like this game you have to have, if you're going to save, I mean, at this point every week, he's like, you know, you have to turn the season around to show that you can move forward with the, the, the staff that's in place, you got to win this game. So I'm going to go with Baylor. Like we did last week, you took Cincinnati. I took Baylor. Baylor got the win. I'm going to try to keep everything the same. You took Iowa State. I'm going to take Baylor and see what happens. All right. You've got three opportunities this week. You got UCF, West Virginia, we're split. BYU Texas were split and Baylor Iowa State were split. So you got you got you got places to catch. You probably will because I'm stupid. But I'm beating you. I'm beating you in our fantasy football league, which is what matters. Well, we were like one two until probably till this week till I lost. Like we I were, mean, we're still one two. Oh, sir, one two. Okay. Yeah. But you're beating me. No point set because like I'm winning, but I'm not scoring a lot. 
Yeah, I have. Uh, You're scoring a lot of points and winning. I, I have like a, I, I am both the highest scorer in our league and have the least points against in our league. Yeah. And I have I think I'm at the point where I have almost 200 points more than the second. But I think like every week you have someone that just goes off. Goes crazy. Yeah. Every I have, week I have a, I have one of those special I have one of those special fantasy football teams that is absolutely going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like absolutely that's what's going to happen. I'm going to I'm going to run roughshod through the entire league during the regular season in the first week of the first week of the playoffs I'm going to lay an egg. My team's going to lay an egg. But Matt, speaking yeah. of fantasy, what if you play daily fantasy, my friend? Well, tell me more about this. Tell you more about this. I will. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about one of our awesome 10, 12 sponsors, Prize Picks, the best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props in states like California, Florida, Georgia, and of course, the great state of Texas, plus many others, not just those states, all across the country. Depends on where you're listening to. Check it out. Lots of ways to play legally with Prize Picks all over the country. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players and an over under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's fast and easy with entries that can be made in 60 seconds or less. And they offer all kinds of sports right now. It's a great time, dude. So we've got the NFL is going on right now, Matt. College yep. football is going on right now. Major League Baseball is still being played. NBA um, starts tonight. NBA started tonight. The Rockets have already lost, which is awesome. Let's go get another high draft pick, maybe. Um, college basketball, just around the corner. It's in the heart of soccer season, if you're an EPL fan or you're an MLS. My Spurs in the EPL, top of the table right now. Shout out. Plus, they got like MMA, tons of other sports, too, that you can go check out. Go check out Prize Picks. And if you go and you sign up for a new account and you use promo code BEAR12, B-E-A-R-1-2, you'll get an instant 100% deposit match of up to $100. That's right. Use promo code BEAR12, and you can instantly get a full $100 match on your first deposit. Price Picks is available online and in the App Store or on Google Play. So go check them out and thank them for being one of our awesome 1012 sponsors. There you go. Price Picks. So, Joe. No, I haven't watched Loki. Well, I know you said you're gonna save it. Yeah, I wanted to tell me one thing you did watch this weekend was uh, Formula One. So tell me about Austin. Man, it is um, it is an experience to behold. So like, if you are not, or if you're if you are an F1 fan who has never been to a race in person, it is so much like more wildly different of an experience than watching a race on TV. I knew it was going to be the case, but I, I, I you're just, you don't really, I think fully understand it until you're there. Cause when you watch on TV, you have sight of the whole race as it happens when, when and, and I think you also don't fully have a grasp of how huge these racetracks are. So circuit of the Americas in Austin, it's a 3.4 mile long track. So it's it's a circle and it's curvy. So it's not like it's, you know, 3.4 miles laid out, but it is a massive place. You know, it is huge. And so you kind of find your one little area that has stuff that you want in the area where you're going to be sitting and you post up there and you're only going to get sight of your little piece of road. Right. So we sat at turn 15. We just had GA tickets so we could pick anywhere to sit. We just couldn't sit in the, the grandstands. We just had to sit on the grass. Um, we got a great seat at turn 15 right next to the, like the big observation tower that they have, but yeah, like you don't know, like we could see turn one from where we were, which is like the really cool hill turn at circuit of the Americas. Um, and we could see turn 15 directly in front of us besides those two turns when the cars are driving down there, you have no idea like what's happening unless you're listening on to it on the radio. Um, uh, there's not like a big TV that you can see, um, you know, there is a little bit of PA announcing, but it's it's not the easiest thing in the world to hear. Um, but it's still so cool. Like all for all of that, where it's just kind of like, oh, man, I'm missing things that like I'm I don't get to see all the passes. I don't get to hear may maybe all of the commentary that's going on that I would normally get on TV. Dude, seeing these machines in action up close and personal is 
otherworldly. They are fast. Um, I they're not nearly as loud as they used to be, but they're still very loud. It is the atmosphere is amazing, man. It is super, super cool. Um, it is an all day deal, though. It is exhausting. Um, so both days we got there before gates opened. So gates opened at 8 a.m. And the way I set it up was I I bought tickets to where like we got to park somewhere in Austin and then we got on a school bus and the school bus drove us to a parking lot that was about a mile walk away. And so we were at the the place where we were getting picked up by our shuttle at 630 or 7 a.m. both mornings. And then it drops you off and then you you, you got to get in line early and you know, the gates open at eight. We would normally get in between 830 and 840. So that's how long you're waiting in line just to walk into the venue. Then you go grab your spot. Um, and I, I would say it's kind of like people left our stuff alone. Like we walked and we went and wandered and we ate food and we went onto the inside of the track and like went and looked at stuff. We went up into the observation deck and looked at stuff and nobody messed with our our stuff. Um, and they do an excellent job of keeping you entertained. So both Saturday and Sunday, there was racing all day. So they had um, there is a Porsche racing series that they had going on that was there. They raced like five times, like different races and qualifying and stuff that they had going on. There was also F1 Academy, which is uh, it's a new thing for this year. Uh, it's an all women's racing league trying to get more women involved into the sport of motor racing. And then um, they also had uh, so what they called historic masters racing, where it was like classic F1 cars from way back when from like seventies and eighties that were that they had a couple of races while we were there too. So it's not like you get there at 8am and you have to wait till three o'clock for anything to happen. There's stuff constantly happening on the racetrack. Um, so it was, it was really, really fun. Like I said, exhausting, but we will, we will definitely be going back. We had, we had a, we had a blast. Um, it's a commitment though, cause it is expensive, my friend. No, I bet, but it sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, I had a blast. I got a lot of sun, um, which I like. I don't burn easily. I, I um, so I like being out in the sun, getting to sit outside, um, listening to some loud cars, seeing people get excited. Um, it was a very, very cool place, uh, and glad I got to experience it. I don't think I would go to multiple races in a year, just because again, there are benefits to watching at home that you don't get while you're there. So I think it's like a cool thing to go to every, you know, once a year, once every couple of years, but if you've never been and you're an F1 fan, I highly recommend it. I will say this though, Matt, um, to anybody out there listening, do not go there and buy merchandise. So I want you to think of like a hat, just Mm -hmm. a regular old hat that you would buy to support your favorite sporting team. But in this case, your favorite either, um, race team or race driver. I want you to tell me how much you think it costs to buy a hat at so, the track. So I'm going to just base this on being a baseball and football games. Okay. I would say $35. Okay. You know what? Uh, I think the last time I bought an Astros hat at Minute Maid Park, I think I paid 40 So that's yeah. right in the ballpark of, of that. Yeah. $90 for a hat. That's it was like a hundred. It was, there were, depending on the team, the, like Ferrari, of course, was the most expensive, but like McLaren and Mercedes and Red Bull, their stuff wasn't cheap either. Like it was like, you know, a hundred bucks for a shirt, $80, $90 for a hat. That's like going, it's like going to uh, a mini helmet, Matt. So you know how like we, there's like the mini football helmets, right? You yeah. can you could go to the Baylor bookstore and buy one now. I think for fifty to seventy five bucks, they had mini helmets at a couple of the stands, three hundred and fifty dollars. Like racing helmets? Yeah, just like a it. it like was the no mini like, like I've got little, two, I've like, got two I've got two mini football helmets sitting on a shelf like right next 30, to me right now. Like, no different they, than those. They're, they're just like racing bucks, helmets, right? Yeah. That's ridiculous. $350. That is the, ridiculous. The, I had read online that the merchandising price was crazy. I was not expected. I was not expecting that. Well, you always like, know, like, it's going to be high priced. We go to like right, a concert. Because you're there. Or oh, I remember. Get this. Yeah. Get this, Matthew. I have to tell you this. So 
before a couple of days before the race, I just happened to start looking at like, I was like, man, maybe I want to buy a new shirt before I can, before I go. Like, and so I went, I looked online and there was like an official you, it was like a U.S. Grand Prix hat that had like, welcome to Texas on it. It was a really cool looking hat. I really liked it a lot. And it was $36 there you go. on the website that was selling it. Um, the company that sells it is, I can't remember what they're called that makes it. Um, but they're like a officially licensed merchandiser for formula one. It's okay. A fair price. Fair price. For 36 sure. bucks was the, was the price of the hat, but Perhaps, it wasn't yeah. going to arrive until the week after. So this week. And so I was like, ah, I'll buy it at the track. If it's five bucks more, so be it. I got to the track and I did more. find it at like the <laughs> official like race merchandise stand. So not one of the team stands, one of just like, this is F1 merchandise. Matt, it was $70. So that is I ridiculous. stood there Double in front the of the hat and bought it on my phone for 36 And said, I'll just wear it next week. <laughs> Yeah, it was like they went. It's like they show up at the track and they say, "Whatever the the price of this item is, double it." That is ridiculous. Even for like event pricing, because like, yeah, yeah, like you go to a concert, you expect the t shirt to be more than what yeah. you'd expect to pay for a t shirt. Not not F one man. This was this was another level. Food food was like priced a little higher than you'd expect at a sporting event, but not in the stratosphere of merchandise. You know, like I was still yeah. able to get like lunch cost me 20 bucks. You know, it was like, yeah, okay, I, that's fair. I would have paid $10 for this anywhere else. It's 20 bucks here. Whatever. But you expect to pay that for like exactly concessions. Yeah. Well, other than F1, Joe, anything else that uh, outside the sports room, anything? I know you said you haven't watched Loki yet. You're saving a couple episodes. I think tomorrow's the fourth. Yeah. Fourth episode. Yeah, I think we may start watching it this weekend. Um, Anything else you're watching? I don't. I the only thing that's happened There's since not a we lot got going back. On. So we got back late Sunday night. We ju- we just we left the race and drove straight home because uh, we we had my parents watching Teddy, so we needed to get back to him. Um, so we got home late Sunday night, and then Monday I didn't really watch anything, and yesterday I didn't really watch anything. So no, I haven't. I haven't watched like anything at all, Matt. I've been playing a lot of Civ Six. Okay. That's what I've been playing is a lot of Civ Six. I haven't been there's really nothing to watch except for Loki, honestly. Yeah. Um there's no new movies really like that I can think of that in our in our realm that have come out recently. Um I do know the Marvels comes out maybe in a couple weeks. And then my daughters have gone seen the uh, Eras Tour movie twice, so we got that going on. My my wife did go see that with her friends, and we got like a 1989 Taylor's version comes out on Friday. I'm super excited for that. <laughs> well, 1989, I mean, every song is a banger on that album. It's they're all good songs. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm I am excited about that. So. Yeah, that's all I got going on. Loki and Taylor Swift. Loki and Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's... Which which is weird because Loki has in the past dated Taylor Swift, so Oh, really? I had I had no clue. Listen, you have to you're not I'm deep in like Swift talk right now. So Yeah. I'm I'm more focused if I'm being honest like I am more just by the nature of how their season is going and the activities that I've been a part of I am so I, I have been reading and following so much more about Premier League and F1 over the last week and a half than anything else yeah mine's been like uh, baseball yeah like I'm deep in like MOB playoffs and I have and, and I I told you like I told like I'm a spoiled like I I'm not lying to you when I tell you that like I cared more about Tottenham than I did about the Astros this past week yeah so like yeah I know like I cared more about praying that McLaren might figure out a way to, I got to watch my favorite driver lead the lead the race for 15 laps by the way that was super cool and I'd be um, remiss not to mention that the World Series starts on Friday Rangers Diamondbacks so I'll be God, locked it's a into garbage that. world series for ratings wise. 
like when it comes to just the 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 broad spectrum of major well, league baseball fans. My thing about this is like I really didn't want to see take away the fandom out of the out of the scenario. I didn't want to see Houston Phillies again. No, I get that, but there is there is still a broader base of people that no, have an you're talking about on those two teams. You know what true. I mean? And it's also like you Philadelphia. Like let's let's Houston. be honest here. If we're talking the NFL, like I'm never going to sit here and be like, yeah, people care about the Texans like they do about the Cowboys. Like, no, that's not the case. People hate watch the Cowboys. The Cowboys. People hate watch the Astros. And they people want do to hate lose. watch the Phillies. Like people, uh, there is not a broad spectrum of Rangers fans that exist or people that give a shit no. about the Rangers outside of the DFW area. And so I'm- like. See for me, and it's the same thing with the with the Diamondbacks. More being, power to both franchises. That's fine, but being in like Waco, which isn't that far from DFW, and being have close ties to DFW, like I have a when I look on my like social media, it's like there's a bunch of Rangers fans. So in my mind, like there's a lot of Rangers fans because that's all I see is Rangers and Astros fans. But you're right. Overall, the course of the the nation, like. People the don't hate the Rangers. Yankee and Dodger and Cardinal fans, which yeah. let's be real, those three teams probably make up a third of all of Major League Baseball's fan bases. Like, yeah. or let's let's add the Red yeah. Sox in there. Like Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, Cardinals. That's like a third of all baseball fans do not care about the Rangers or Diamondbacks. No, anyway. And like like you said, like people Just hate like, the Astros. Like, when it was no one when it was Astros, White Sox in 05, nobody cared about that either. Like we'll be yeah. real. Which I do like the White Sox though. But I was going for the oh. Astros. But yeah, no, um, but be locked in. I'm series. not gonna watch a single game of the World Series. Oh, I'll be locked in to the World Series. I'm sure, yeah, and you should be. I'm just like there is there is zero appeal factor for me to watch. And I, yeah. I, I hate the Rangers. Don't and this is this is me just thinking objectively as a baseball fan. Like I just I don't really care. Like the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks, I watched the Diamondbacks Philly series. They were fun. They're young and they're cool and they're fun and everything. But like, I don't know. Like, I just don't care about the Diamondbacks. Yeah, but let me ask you this. So were you offended by um Alice Garcia's home run? Like how oh, the, acts, the bat spike? Like how just like his general like watching it walking down the first base line, spiking the dude. It was bat. the sickest thing I've seen since Joey Bats did it to y'all. I love it. I mean, and yeah, I know. No, hell yeah, dude. It's great. I, see, I saw a lot of like Houston fans or something like, like, because they would like splice. You may have seen it. Like they showed Altuve's home run, how he acts, which he does no reaction. He just runs his bases. And then you see like Garcia's and people are like, see, there's a difference between these two players. And I it's was like, it's because Astros, there's, there's a lot of bad Astros fans. They just are. If They're terrible was, fans. If he was on your team, Astros fans would love it. Yeah, if he would like. No. Do you know how many times I've watched Jose Bautista's like when he hit that homer against you guys in the playoffs Ugh. in what 2012, 2013? Like that was sick. You know how many times I've watched uh, him get knocked out by uh, a Rangers player? Not can't remember who it was. It was, was Rugnet Odor. You don't even Rugnet remember. O- See, this is I what I hate about your fan base. You can't even remember your own stuff. <laughs> I do. I mean, I it was on tip of my tongue. But um, yeah, but fun stuff. Yeah, no, no, I have no problem with uh with Adolis Garcia doing what he did. I thought it was awesome. It's annoying when it happens to you. Like you just have to accept that, though. You yeah. know, because it is it is cool when Bryce Harper does it. You know, when I watch a neutral game and I see other people, I'm like, oh hell yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome when well, you see a team that you don't like have it happen against them. And then it is otherworldly when you get to see your team do it. If those are the case, then you have to like Yo, you have to accept that it's possible that it will I will happen. say this: nothing tops Batista's bat flip. That thing was epic. Like he threw his bat like into the dugout. It was just the, and that was coming from a Rangers fan. But looking back on and it, I'm remembering the thing. it now. You're on Alvarez in the World Series last year. Um, he he did a he had a hardcore bat flip. He had a hardcore bat like Jordan Alvarez. He he had a hardcore bat flip against uh, Seattle and a walk off. If you yeah, exactly. if anyone hits a home run in yeah, any so game, no, you have you have no quarrel with me, Rangers fans, when it comes to Adolis Garcia and what he did. I feel the I same way about, about. And I like, hope I hope your city is always sad. 
but I'm not mad at it, at least Garcia. I feel the same way about like bat flips as I do kind of about like rushing the field. Like do it every game. I yeah. don't care. It's fun. Bat flips are fun. Maybe not for the team getting the home run hit on them, but for everyone else, it's fun. But yeah, at that rate, yeah. there's there's 50% of us will be will, – I will pay attention to what happens, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch the games. Yeah. Like, if <laughs> I won't lie. If the Phillies had made it back, I would have watched because I really enjoy watching Harper and Schwarber. I, and I – like, there's something yeah. cool about that Phillies team. And, yeah, I like those guys. And I like the Phillies, honestly. But there's – there's only one guy that moves the needle name wise for me in Arizona, and that's Evan Longoria, just because I think oh, it would yeah. be really cool for him to get a ring. Um, I think it'd be awful. But, but like, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, oh, I got to see Evan Longoria win a ring, you know? Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, Joe, where can people find you if they uh, want to get interact with you online or get some of your content? You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. And you can also find me on rdailybears.com. So go check us out there. Matt, where can people find you and where can they find the podcast? Find the podcast on Twitter at the Bearden Pod and at the Bearden Pod.com on the uh, World Wide Web. And you can find me at Matt underscore Workman on Twitter for the time being. For the time being. Yeah. All right, Matt. We'll see. we'll see who's who's taking the lead next week in the picks race. Yep. But until then, go Rangers. As always. Second <laughs> Bears. Sports Social Podcast Network.